Well, I'm Abby Smith, and um, I'm married to Rick Smith, who's on staff, and he does digital ministry. So if you ever watch Real Truth real quick, he's that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm also a pediatrician as well, so I have a medical side of all this. Um, and so I have a six-year-old who has Down syndrome, and then I have a three-year-old, and then a nine-day-old. Um, and they're all boys Um, and so Noah was our first and while I'd love to say we know what we're doing we still don't know what we're doing with that but I just was so excited about this topic I wanted to come um, talk about our experience and just every child is different and needs discipline different and shepherding different so I'm just kind of doing like the general like looking at a child with special needs and um, I'll tell you our birth story kind of how we started on this whole process we did not know Noah um, was going to have Down syndrome until he was born, and so I was a third-year resident when I got pregnant, and I think whenever you get pregnant, you start planning, and you start envisioning a life for your child, and you, you may or may not find out if they're a boy or a girl, but you just haven't planned what they're going to be like and what your journey is going to be, um, and you buy everything possible for a room that you might never need. Um, <laughs> as now the third one, I'm like, do we have some place for them to sleep? <laughs> Maybe. Um, and so you just, you create all these visions. And um, so when I had Noah, I, had, I got induced at 37 weeks because I had high blood pressure and I failed induction. So I ended up having a C-section. Um, and everyone in the room knew I was a physician. Um, and Noah was kept away from me because they knew immediately um, that he probably had Down syndrome, but they did not show him to me at that point. I think they were very hesitant to let me be the one um, to see that and make that diagnosis. And so usually, like, and I had been in this C-section room before and know what you're, what's supposed to happen and the baby's supposed to come and lay on your chest and be very close, and none of that was happening for me. So I was kind of like, that's different. And they did give the baby to Rick, and Rick was, like, backed in like a truck <laughs> to take a picture. And then the baby was immediately taken again. They're like, we're going to the nursery. We're just going to make sure everything's okay. Um, And so that was kind of the only thing I saw of Noah was pictures initially. Um, And so Rick's, like, bringing pictures to me. And I'm kind of like, hmm. And I remember, like, we, they were, he was in the nursery. And we, like, whizzed past the nursery up to my room. And they didn't even, like, hold him up for me to see so all these things were kind of clicking with me I'm like I wonder if there's something going on um and just looking at pictures everyone would comment on how he's always sticking out his tongue and um just these comments I'm like and so I know I was thinking it before I actually had someone in come in and tell me because I remember thinking I wonder if he has Down syndrome um and our pediatrician came in four hours after we had delivered and said and that was also strange because it was 10 30 at night and most pediatricians don't show up in your hospital I'm like I've never done that um, to talk to you and she's just like you know he's showing some things that are concerning for trisomy 21 and no one in the room but me knew what that meant to use like the medical term for it rather than calling it down syndrome and so immediately erupted into tears and um, knew all the medical things that could go along with that diagnosis and just was like clutching my heart like is his heart okay because 50% of kids with down syndrome have something um, with their heart and just like knowing all of those things and so that was just it helped me realize at that point that a diagnosis can change an entire family's life and story in in an instant um and I didn't realize that as before that as a doctor of how much what I say to someone drastically changes everything about their future um 
And so it really was a good applicable tool for how I deal with patients and um, talking to moms specifically about what's going on. Um, and so Rick and I, we cried every day for weeks about it. We'd like, did you cry today? Yeah. Did you cry? Yeah. Um, and then one day it was like, I didn't cry today. Did you cry? And then it would be one of us or the other. And then one day we both didn't cry. And it was like, okay, this is a good day. Um, and so just like working through that, but you grieve the loss of the child you envision. And I think at some point in any parenting experience, you have to let go of what you dream for your child, or even a typical child, um, whatever you envision <laughs> for their life, you're, you have to kind of let go at some point because no child lives up to whatever you created in your mind. But specifically for special needs, you just have to let go of a lot of things, which are probably still possible for them, but just might look different. Um, and so we definitely grieve for this child we made up. Um, and then we grieve for like the changes in our family, what that was going to look like of what did our future, is he ever going to move out? Is he ever going to get married? Is he, what's, what's his future look like? Um, and then just also grieving for the challenges we knew our child would face. Um, and just realizing, you know, things are going to be harder and we're going to have to really work on certain things for him to achieve and we're going to be in therapies and we're going to be doing things that other families um, aren't doing. And so... One of the first things I think about shepherding your child is probably acceptance of their diagnosis. Um, and I remember the first, um, I was going to Watermark Women's Bible Study, and we did Genesis the first time I was going um, after having Noah and like realizing that my child was created in God's image too. And just, you know, so Genesis one twenty seven. so God created man in his own image and the image of God he created him and just knowing that applies to my kid. Um, and applies to all our children. And so that, I think, is just really important to realize that our children are God's design. Um, however, they were created with whatever chromosomal difference they might have, with whatever developmental delays they might have, um, whatever diagnosis is there, God intended for it to be there. Um, and so accepting that and um, knowing that it's God's will for, for your child, um, I think, is a really important thing. And, you know, 139, Psalm 139, 13 through 16 of being knit together in the womb applies to our children. Um, he knit them just as he wanted them, um, and it wasn't a mistake. And I think that's the world will often look at our children and think that they're mistakes or that there's something wrong, but really I think if we make that step towards acceptance and say, no, God wanted them to be just like this, um, it's really helpful um, to do that. And so I've met several parents who aren't quite accepting, and they're still bitter, and they're mad at God. I was talking to my husband. I was like, do you think there's any good, like, verse about being mad at God? And he's like, the whole book of Job. And I was like, excellent. <laughs> yeah, excellent point. Um, and so we just, like, I was briefly looking through it, and Job goes on for chapters and chapters and complaining and saying all of this stuff. And then God says, do you know what I've, you know, basically replying, do you know what I've done? Like, I have put this whole world together. Um, have you done any of these things? And it's chapters of all the things that he's in control of, and he's in control of our designed um, plan for our life, and he knows what he's doing. And so, um, you know, at one point it says, Job then responds, I know you can do all things that no purpose of yours can be thwarted, and that's Job 42.2. And so his purpose is going to be played out, and our children are a part of that. Um, and so I think the biggest blessing of Understanding the purpose of Noah's life and knowing that he's meant to be here has changed the way I look at all people. Um, and 
specifically those that have special needs of just seeing their value and their worth and their purpose and that they're not just here to be served but they can serve as well um, and that they are here with a reason um, and they're not burdened they're not anything they're deeply loved by their families um, and have a purpose to fulfill here um, and so I think that's just really important and I think the first stage in that is accepting it um, and I've seen Noah have more purpose in six years than I had at six years for sure um, and the way that he loves others and reaches out to others and the way people react to him and understand like just the compassion he's able to bring out in others um, when they you know when they see it because his diagnosis is written on his face which is some often different than those that have like autism and um, other diagnoses and so he just he's able to bring out a different side of people instantly because they can immediately see that there's a difference um, and it's just kind of fun to see really tall burly men act very loving and compassionate towards our our son and um, just loving him and that he works in their hearts um, that way and so I think most of us will eventually part of shepherding a child with special needs is knowing what they need and what they um, how to maximize their potential so we become advocates something we never thought we'd probably be um, we become very knowledgeable and medical stuff most likely that we never thought we would ever need to know. I already knew it, but I'm sure none of you signed up to know about whatever diagnosis your child may have. And <laughs> um, you become an advocate for what they need and that's part of making sure that they do well. Um, and so you are getting them therapies that they need. You're battling insurance companies like no other parent has ever battled. Um, you're, you're running them included in activities and of everything um, and so you take on a role that you never I never thought of myself as an advocate but now we've definitely become that for Noah in more ways than one and I know that all of you do like they're your child so you will do that because that's just what you're supposed to do um, and so and I know I would never ever mess with another mother of a child of special needs because they're not one to mess with because they are powerful women and they they know and so especially in, I love seeing one of my favorite things is to have other children with special needs in my practice um because I feel like I can relate to them a little bit differently than the standard pediatrician <laughs> because I know what it's like to try to get all these services and to go to therapy and to I mean we were going with Noah we went we were going six times a week at one point in our life to therapies and you know an ABA can be 40 hours a week and mm -hmm. so we just <laughs> like you're doing a whole heck of a lot and so I like to ask about those things because I think a lot of pediatricians don't know to ask like what's that like how's it going what, what are you working on right now and I hate being given like a developmental check sheet of like what your child's not doing so I like to know what's your latest achievement um, and so just it kind of changes the way you view it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, the check sheets are never our friend. Um, so just make it just. If you say enough times, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, out. they'll stop giving it to well, you. Well, yeah. yeah. they don't want to read yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I already know. My therapists are yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, and so it's just it's yeah. <laughs> Can I interject just real quick? Yeah. As a grandmother, I'll never forget Abby called one time and she said to me. You know, the doctors, they want to know how many words Noah has. 
you know, they have this long list, and she said, I wish they would just ask, how does he communicate? So that right there just changed my view of checklist as well, is there's so many different ways to ask how your child is, rather than a list of words. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, this is my good. mom, by the way. I don't know if I introduced her. <laughs> um, and then your advocacy usually will turn into ministry um, for you. And it definitely differs. So we have Noah's dad as kind of our ministry and advocacy project. And so when we learned um, that with a prenatal diagnosis of Down syndrome, almost 90% of kids are aborted, um, without that blue our mind. And we were just like... Um, and so it really motivated us to try to show that life wasn't so bad having a child with Down syndrome. Um, and so that became our passion of, of saving those lives that are in the womb. Um, and so whatever you're advocating for, usually you find like your niche of something that you're like, I'm really passionate about this. I really want to help other people um, do that. And so finding that passion, letting it turn into a ministry for you, even if it's just the way you interact with another mother or do anything um one of my true passions in terms of like in the womb is my least favorite saying is when someone's pregnant when they go as long as it's healthy that one Mm -hmm. makes me want to poke my eye out with sticks i'm like what if your child's not healthy Mm -hmm. and i'm like yes you can pray for health please pray for health but what are you going to do um if there is some sort of diagnosis that goes with your kid um and so just helping them realize like you want to be the parent for your child whatever your child may be and so praying um, that and I learned that in subsequent pregnancies of like I didn't want to pray that our middle didn't have Down syndrome I just wanted to pray that I would be the parent that that child needed whatever surprise he might bring because <laughs> I knew it could be a surprise you can think everything's fine and then something can go on um, and so that was very life changing too for me just to be like when I hear people say that I'm just going to have a foul look and try to be encouraging <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think but finding that way for you to minister to others and show God's love and grace um, to other people through whatever passion you found through advocating for your child um, is an excellent way to serve um, in ministry. And I think one of the most important things in shepherding a child with special needs is to take care of yourself. Um, as moms, we try to do everything, and we're doing... Every mom's working hard, but a, I, I think a mother who has a child with special needs is working a little harder. That's just my opinion. Um, and they're going to a little bit more things. Um, and so just making sure you're taking care of yourself. I think community is extremely important to find people that can help serve you. Asking for help is probably one of my biggest struggles, and community has helped show me that I can ask for help, and it's okay to receive it. Um, and so I think case, you know, Kaleidoscope is great to offer. One, it has the mom's group, and then it has, um, you know, just our kids getting served as well at church so they can be included, um, or they can be in the, you know, in the separate Kaleidoscope room and just offering that to us and accepting it. Um, and then I think having just your regular community that we have, for church of having others that are surrounding you that know what your life's like, know what your struggles are, praying for you or asking about how things are going that will watch your kids for you because um, they know your kids and they're not intimidated by them. Um, I think is great. And then the, that their children also get exposed to your children and get to learn what it's like to be friends with kids that have special needs and um, to love on them and all that. And I also think it's important to find community with 
as much as possible within your diagnosis. And I know it's hard because some can be extremely rare um, diagnoses, but finding people that are going through similar struggles. Um, so that they know my, one of the best things I had was finding our local Down syndrome group and having the support there of, I can ask these moms, well, this is happening in our house, what's happening in your house? And getting tips and getting encouragement from them um, as well. And just, it's nice to have somebody know exactly what it's like to be you and or at least sort of because mm-hmm. um, you're I remember being kind of frustrated with just my other mom friends that were having their first babies and watching them go through things and it was not very similar to what we were going through so it was nice to have another mom to be like so what therapies are you doing what are you working on today and finding tips and things like that and so and then I'm really bad at this one but staying in the word and in prayer um it's really important to take care of your spiritual life and because um, I think if you're not, if you're completely empty, you're just going to get bitter and mad again because of how um, empty you are. And so you have to keep refilling yourself and letting yourself have rest. Go out and get a pedicure. Have a date night with your husband. Like, make those things still a priority. And they're hard when you have a kid with special needs of finding care for them. Um, but, you know, trying to find some people that you trust that will come and help. And, I mean, recess. I don't know if all of y'all are involved in recess or not. Um, here, but that's through Kaleidoscope as well, but once a month they'll watch all of your kids um, and let you have a date night with your hubby, which is really nice, and they will do one-on-one with your child with special needs, and then depending on the age of your others, they can sometimes get one-on-one, but if they're older, then they're more helping and hanging out, Um, but that's been a total blessing for us. If you're not involved in that, ask and I will get you connected (laughs) to the person to do that, because that's a very, like, they're all trained and will watch our kiddos um, and then praying for patience because I think um, we have to be extremely patient for things in our world and most of our milestones are delayed and um, we have to be patient with discipline and with how we treat our children and waiting for them to do things um, and it's extremely frustrating some days and so just having an abundance of patience for, for all of us um, for that and then some of the things I think about for the future for um, shepherding currently like we're now wondering how are we going to teach Noah the gospel is kind of something that has triggered me in working with the church and um, helping them understand that while Noah might be sitting in a room, he may not be grasping anything that's being said to him and like trying to work on how do we help him understand this idea that one, he's a sinner and two, <laughs> he needs Jesus. Um, and I think he knows Jesus, he knows his Bible, but to like grasp that idea is very intriguing to me of how are we going to teach these kiddos that, um, might you know however their brains work of teaching them that the gospel is for them and so I think moms are good helping that and thinking well I know how my child learns do we use pictures do we use a social story do we use something like that to help them learn and working with our um you know k-scope buddies of how this is how to work with my kid um to do better and I know right now we're having some issues with Noah and k1 race and that he doesn't want to do big group but that's where he's going to get taught and like how do we get him to stay in there and like working with our um buddy of these are the methods that work for him and helping them understand that and then um one thing that I'm while I love that Noah gets served I also want him to serve and I want to find like his niche of he would probably be an excellent greeter he would love to give high fives to everybody (laughs) that comes in like where can our children serve in the future here in the church and I think um, we as mothers, again, have to be the ones pushing that because I think most of our kids would just not. And 
be okay, whereas I want him to still have that benefit of being able to reach others and serve and have his own ministry um, someday, because I think that he would bless a lot of people um, by doing that. But that's what I got. I don't know where we are on time. Yeah. 47. Oh, okay. Great. So, but. Yeah. So, um, we have built in time for questions and answers and comments, clarity, any of that. Can I find out more about your children? Like, who you, what you. I know her, unfortunately. Right. But you can, I guess you can start since they don't know you. Yeah, Abby's our pediatrician, which is just awesome. I'm so excited that we joined that practice even before she was there. Yeah, you were there. It worked out really well. You did. Yeah, now we have four kids. Um, but my oldest uh, is almost seven, and he has um, autism, I guess, technically mild to moderate. Um, so, at least that's what the developmental pediatrician tells us. But, um, yeah. What are you doing? All boys. All boys. I know. Like all boys. I know. Mm-hmm. 
I'm Jenny. I have two. My oldest is in kindergarten five, and he's typical. Um, although I'm going to go to the one about learning to love the personalities. <laughs> um, and then my two and a half year old is a girl, and she has a um, genetic neuromuscular condition called spinal muscular atrophy, which is um, it's kind of like ALS, but in babies. So she was diagnosed around 11 weeks old. She has type 1, which is the most severe, and was not supposed to live very long. Um, but in God's goodness and mercy, there was a clinical drug trial that had just opened to Children's right before she was born. And so she was able to participate. And it was a phase 3, which has a placebo-controlled group. So we weren't sure if she was going to get the drug. But she did, and it turned out to be the first ever approved treatment for her condition. Wow. So she's now almost three years old. Um, and SMA is, it's all physical, so it's muscular. It affects her, the way her brain and her muscles communicate. Um, so she's very smart and very bright, and her brain works amazingly well, but the rest of her body does not. So, yeah, we, I mean, PT, OT, speech therapy, every piece of equipment, power chair, manual chair, um, every brace you can imagine. She uses BiPAP to sleep, feeding tubes. We monitor her pulse. Um, I mean, her oxygen, her heart rate. We have nursing care around the clock. Um, it's just a different life. But she's amazingly bright and smart and funny, and we have so much hope um, for her future. And the medicine and the, the breakthroughs in medicine right now for her condition are very exciting and hopeful for what her physical abilities will be. But um, I think a lot about just how smart she is and how aware she is that mm -hmm. she's different and um, just how to be a great mom for her. I mean, we, we changed our whole life. We've been members of Watermark for about 10 years. We actually left, we lived in Richardson. We moved to be closer to my husband's family in Ferguson, South Fort Worth. So we're going to um, Watermark in Fort Worth now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So but I haven't really found I did, yeah. I. Um, I actually have a lot of great friends with their children in the same condition. They live across the state, no one really locally. Um, and, you know, it's hard. It's just hard to find moms that get it. And mm -hmm. obviously, her condition's rare, so finding someone with a kid with the exact same needs is not likely. But, um, like, needs may be different, but, like, it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the acceptance <laughs> that life is different. And, is she still taking the medicine, or was that like a... No, it's a lifelong... Is it lifelong? Yeah, it's, okay. it's done through every four months for the rest okay. of her life. Um, it's done through Surgery Center at Children's. She'll be studied for the next five years, which is a blessing, because mm -hmm. it's um, the fourth most expensive drug in the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's about a million dollars annually just for the drug, and then, of course, her caregiving is... Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's changed my views on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You'd ask me before she was born... I have a lot of different opinions about um, social services and Medicaid and all those things. And now I'm like, yeah, I don't really think that I can expect my community group to help cover our yeah. <laughs> annual uh, medical fees. <laughs> so, yay, okay. Um, but yeah, it's just strange. She's awesome. So, what's her name? Emmeline. We call her Emmy. I'm Rachel. I have six-year-old Noah, so I love that name. Um, and then we have Addie, who is two years and three months, and she has arthrogryposis multiplex genita, so it's a joint and muscle um, issue. 
she so her she's also incredibly bright um but it's all physical so she um is doing really really well but she doesn't walk doesn't stand um it's very she's figured out how to use her hands but um, she would be real creative she unfortunately has a broken arm now because she fell oh, no. and so she doesn't have the muscles to protect yeah. her bones the way you and i do so when we'll fall and um, so we were working really hard on cruising when we were getting here. So it was all a balance, you know. Um, she um, is doing great, but um, we just had the wheelchair talk this week. And so, you know, when you know things are coming, but then they kind of, like, I just feel like my grief is just. So that's, um, anyways, we attend Grace Bible Church. We're not members here, but I heard about this, and I was like, gotta go and then I also emailed someone I don't know if any of you was it about the group that I had seen on the next page for moms of kids with special needs mm -hmm. so because I just need to find people that get it so um scheduling is so you know I just feel like mm -hmm. other moms just don't get it mm -hmm. and so um I don't need to sit around and gripe I just need somebody to say I get it. Like, that's mm -hmm. all I need you know <laughs> so um, I was just thrilled to see that this was and thank y'all for opening it up people that don't go to watermark but um anyway so she's downstairs and you know it's just like every you know walking in and explaining you know I just I used to like to blend into the wall you know like I was never the person that wanted to, and I'm like this is so no way we don't blend in anymore I can't hide I can't I have so. a two-year-old in a hot pink power chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the man with the van. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. She's just learning how the whole navigating it all. Just all. Yeah. I'd say I definitely like relive the grief too. Like it's, yes. I think it is a lifelong mm -hmm. thing. Something new will come up and be like, oh. Yeah. Like you yeah. think that you're you start kind to of normal. Like, yeah. yeah. You start yeah. to normal. Yeah. 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 Something yeah. happens. You're like, oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you can convince yourself that it's not that bad, it's not mm -hmm. that hard. It's really not a big deal. Uh, we're good. Now we're good. And then, yeah. like, oh, there's another one. Mm -hmm. so. so, like, two weeks ago, the world I could have not been teary, but today <laughs> I'm here and I'm like, teary. Know. You know, like, you just never know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. What's what her name again? Addie. Addie. Yeah. You said Kaleidoscope has a mom's group. Mm hmm. So, um, they meet the third Sunday of the month at, like, 2 to 4. That's who I guess I'm. Yeah. I'm and we do, to. I know there are people that come that are not members okay, of our yeah. church. Okay. So. I got a good response when yeah, I emailed so somebody about it. So, you definitely can. I can tell okay. Amy to add you if you want to give me your email. Okay. Have you know. added to that? Apparently, I'm added up. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It's um, really good. Okay. But I went one time that I haven't been able to go back. Yeah. yeah. It was that good that, like, I can't. Right. Yes. 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 Yeah, it can be. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me to make it sometimes too with being on Sunday afternoon, but it's my nap time too. <laughs> it is. It is a hard day. Yeah. It's a busy day for us. Yeah. See, and I'm feeling like I will be there. Like, yeah. Yeah. I need it. So, so, nice. so I mean, yeah. I have that point where I. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. 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 Every once in a while, we'll do like a social mom thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually without kids, I guess, because that's hard yeah. to talk. Yeah. How <laughs> <laughs> we could use them. Yeah. Right, a break, yeah. But usually, we're at least good about making the, the meeting happen, at least. Mm-hmm. Jordan and Amy are in charge of that. Yeah. I think Jordan and Amy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And I think I probably know somebody who you know, too. Oh, yeah. Through Facebook, she announced that her baby, Luke, who's um, one, has that too, I think. I think it's type one. Okay. Jordan, or uh, I have Jordan in my brain. Um, Nicole. Oh, Stigay. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to say her last name, but yeah. I went to high school with her. Oh, okay. All friends. Through Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I figured. We talk a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'm glad she's found people to go through that with too. Yeah. Well, y'all probably don't community. have people that have lived through it before. It's that yeah. it's new. Y'all are like navigating. We are like my daughter is one of seventy in the world. Yeah. Who yeah. received this drug? So I am yeah. a pioneer. Like wow. yeah. we are first, oh, and now it's yeah. an FDA approved treatment. So everyone who's diagnosed is receiving it. That's so I don't have anyone ahead of me. Well, so are you one of the oldest? Like, is she one of the oldest? She's one of the oldest. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I was like, this is There's sure. a group, of sure. the stage two kids are the oldest, and there's 12 of them. Okay. And I think seven or eight of them have survived, are alive still, and a lot of that is just due to care, care yeah. choices mm-hmm. um, and accents, several of them. Anyways, but yeah. Um, so there's really just not anyone ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So that's, she yeah. is alive, diagnosed with terminal disease, way outlived her mm-hmm. diagnosis mm-hmm. Um, or her prognosis. So, and truly we believe she's going to be, like, I believe she's going to live longer than me. Like, that's, for what we know, that is the trajectory of the disease now with this new treatment. Wow. So yeah. now we went from expecting, really living with anticipatory grief, expecting mm-hmm. her life to be short to, oh, <laughs> How's this gonna look? Yeah, we made a lot of choices in that time that we knew were right for us at that time. Like we we sold our house in Dallas and we moved mm-hmm. to the country to live close to his parents. And now I'm like, oh, I live. This is where I live. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> oh, I live here now. Yeah. Do I want to live here now? You know, like mm-hmm. it's just it's. I don't know. Yeah. I would love. I love. Um, actually, would love if Watermark Fort Worth could kind of get a similar ministry going. Mm-hmm. Um, but with love, I'm just really looking for like, I don't know, like a mentor mom or something. Because I help, I love doing it. And I'm, I do feel like it's my, my ministry to help all the moms behind us who are now receiving this first ever experimental, you know, now with the approved treatment. I don't have anyone ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. You know, they've started the nest there. I'm a, yeah, I'm a table leader for the nest. Yes. Right there. Yeah. Um, I mean, like brand new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going. Do you do either? Do you recess? No, on Friday. Friday. What's that? I think the it's recess. all the Dells. Yeah. Campus. That um, night she was talking about where they take your kids for four hours. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, Fort Worth is still just really starting up. And I think once the campus is ready, they'll change a lot of those things. But and very well, and we have nursing. Here. Like, our daughter, I, I couldn't just leave her. Even yeah. if you said this person's trained, like, she they have trained nurse, on her. They yeah. have nursing help, I guess, and they can even... Like, if we were able to train a nurse that was, like, part of the body who would maybe once a month 
mm-hmm. be her her buddy, you know. Yeah. Um, I would maybe maybe soon be comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is hard one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she communicates better probably. Mm-hmm. Do you get respite or well we have nursing uh four days a week. Okay. So and then the reason my mother in law is a nurse. And so oh. she retired and is now um, being paid to be my daughter's nurse two That's days awesome. a week. So wow. she eats there 24 hours a week, um, which is a blessing. Awesome. But also changes our, like, all of our dynamics. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Having yeah. extra people in your house. Oh, yeah. Changes. We have people. That's really yeah. totally yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, it's just such an awesome ministry that you and Rick have. And it's just really Sorry, I didn't have more about this. Awesome. I was like, shut up. So grateful. Um, I can pray and close this out and get to our next session. Father, I just thank you for this time together. Um, I thank you for Abby. I thank you for Rick. Thank you for Noah and um, their ministry and the way that they love others well through this and we just thank you for Abby providing her time and um, guidance and just being a step ahead and uh, sharing this with us especially with the nine day old (laughs) thank you that she can form complete sentences Um, and I just pray um, for each of these mamas here Lord I just pray I love what Abby said about just praying to be the mom that our children need no matter what that looks like Father and I just pray that we would be able to do that and the only way we can do that is if we stay connected and dependent on you. So I just pray that we would uh, go there first. And thank you for this time. Thank you.